0: Welcome to the Male Fertility Podcast, a podcast designed to help, support and educate men as they go through their own fertility struggles. Hi, I'm Kieran. And I'm Sean. And we'll do
1: that by sharing our stories of what we went through, as well as having guests share their knowledge and experience. Right, let's get into today's episode. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi, Kieran. How you doing, mate?
0: I'm I'm good, mate. I'm really good. It's, um, It's a bit nippy up here. It's a bit, the weather's changed, so uh, we're all getting used to it. It's dropped a few degrees. It was like minus five last night or something, so. Oof. Wait. i up north. Up north, mate. I tell you, people think, like when I talk to my friends down south, they think I'm joking. It's always a few degrees colder up here. Always. Mm. Which makes sense because it's further north, but you don't <laughs> notice it until you uh, kind of drive down south and go, oh, it's nice. <laughs> it's a bit warmer here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well the the main benefit of whatever the weather is doing your plants are doing really well that's becoming a bit of a topic <laughs> but um, hey, mate. you've got a uh, mate i'm sure you've got an extra one now
0: yeah i've got that a new one. one do you like it yeah
1: mate it's yeah. just literally i i think give it a couple more episodes you're just going to be like live broadcasting from the jungle
0: <laughs> what i'm going to do is i'm going to put a shelf up behind me and i'm going to get little ones on there I like grass, nice. you know, I like I like the greenery, I like being outside. So if I can bring that indoors, I find it helps calm me, you know, just having plants around. I don't yeah. know why, but it well, does no, I
1: think it's um <laughs> the the Japanese have a term called Shinrin Yoku, which is nature bathing. And yeah. they actually like recommend it to people if they're kind of feeling stressed or whatever. Get in nature. So if yeah, you yeah. bring that little bit of nature into your home, then it's all good. You, yeah, yeah, you, you man. Be, Super Zen
0: in no time. Super Zen. Uh, I I don't know if Jim would agree with that, but <laughs> <laughs> I try to be Zen, but, um, yeah. you know, sometimes life's a bit stressful, isn't
1: it? Yeah, actually, you know, it's probably a good time to say how we're doing. I mean, this, this episode this week is going to be on the initial processing of being diagnosed with fertility issues and mm. kind of how you deal with that, what people do go through and what we went through as well. But like I said, before we do that, let's uh, do our usual check in. So how are you doing, Kieran?
0: Yeah, we well, yeah, I'm good, man. Family's good. Yeah, like external family's been a bit up and down, but that's life, innit? Like you just kinda of crack on with things. Um, but generally, yeah, life's good, mate. I can't I can't complain at all. I got a busy weekend coming up. We've got Christmas season starts, doesn't it? So I think on Saturday, it's like the most busiest Saturday the Hanningtons have ever had, uh, Enya is off to Disney on Ice with her auntie and, and Jen, uh, I'll be at work, Sebby is uh, at a friend's and then I pick Sebby up after work, he goes to his Christmas rugby party and once he's finished that I drop him home, Jen's home and I go to my party, so it's, it's a busy Saturday. Um, but apart from that, apart from just being a bit busy, it's all good, man. How about you? Yeah,
1: yeah, good, good. Um, usual kind of seasonal illnesses floating about, etc. Yeah. But, But, um, I mean, when we last recorded, which has gone out for episode three today, actually, I, I remember saying that I'd kind of let exercise drift a little bit because we've been so busy since the launch of the pod. But in the last couple of weeks, I've got that back on track, which is good. Nice. It always good, makes me good. feel so much better when I'm doing that. Um went out for a surf this morning and um, obviously sent you a picture when you were working.
0: Um, yeah. I'm a bit jealous, mate. Well, I had mixed emotions over that picture. Part of me was uh, wanting to be there and part of me wanted to throw my phone out the window in jealousy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, like I said, um, you know, it's, it's getting a bit colder now. It's <laughs> the very end of November. It's December this week, isn't it? And um, yeah, it's getting chilly. Um, my, 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 little man has now just popped back out finally took, <laughs> took a, a few bit, hours It went a bit that nippy, far mate. back up
0: yeah well they say uh, it's uh, it's good cold exposure is good for fertility levels mate like just jump in the cold see what happens a bit extreme like that
1: yeah well actually funnily enough i bought an ice bath the other day and that arrives tomorrow
0: ah sweet, sweet yeah yeah that'd be yeah, cool
1: so, you'll um it's funny actually there's a I, I heard a a saying or something. I think it, this could probably fit for many things, but it says, "How do you know if someone does cold exposure? It's because they tell you they do cold exposure." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm determined that when when my ice bath arrives, not to be that guy. But yeah, I want
0: to I want to see pictures on Instagram, mate.
1: I, to be fair, <laughs> I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't do at least one post about it, because as you said, it is known to be good for sperm health. It's mm-hmm. But actually, I started doing cold showers during my infertility years yeah. like when I was at, in the pit, essentially. And it's one of many tools that actually saw me come out the bottom of it and, and start changing who I was. And and I'm such a big fan of it, it for what it did. And, and it, there's lots of proven benefits for, for the, the physical health and for the mental health. So I think yeah, it's definitely good. something which I am going to talk about more in, in the future. Perhaps I'll do... You do an episode live from your jungle, I'll do one live from the ice bath, see so yeah, how
0: long I can stay. Do you know, because we've never talked about this, but um I did the same, like I took to the cold and it helped me get out of the rut that I was in. You know, it was the time that, it was the time of on social media when like Wim Hof was really kind of big um and the breathing exercises and everything like that. And we used to go to Scotland like regularly. My friend, um, his mum had a house up there, and near it was <clears throat> like a river. But in the river, there was like a like a big eddy where you could just kind of get in. It was like a pool. Um, so I thought I'd just try it there once, and then I started to expose like uh, in in cold showers, uh, and it was it was amazing. Like the only way I can describe it is when you work when your head is so so busy. Yep. You get in a cold shower. There's only one thing you're thinking about and that's the oh, cold. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I had the same, I've forgotten what the song was. I've got it on my phone, but I had one song that I would listen to. And I knew that if I listened to that song, I'd done four minutes. Decent. Um, yeah. I got, I got up to like four or five minutes and it was like comfortable. It was no longer like freezing cold. Um, mm. And then I started filling the bath and Jen was like, what are you doing? I started putting ice <laughs> in the bath. Um but yeah cold plunging it's a lot to be said both for your fertility and your mental health you know yeah
1: yeah you're right man Uh, yeah I started around the same time because of Wim Hof and and it all just took off really didn't it but Mm. yeah for me the any uh, uh, hopefully that there was a lot of physical benefits I certainly didn't have one on my sperm or any sperm but mentally it it helped me loads Um, and again it all just started from the shower and anyone can do this and this is perhaps a good takeaway but I literally started it on on at the end of the shower. So I have my normal shower, and then at the end of the shower, just bang it all the way to cold. None of this like kind of drip feeding cold or cold all the way in. And, I, and the first time I did it, I just did it for ten seconds. The next yeah. day, 20, 30. and then it got to the point where my minimum buy in, I wouldn't do less than two minutes. Yeah, that, that was the absolute minimum buy in. But what I would often do, similar to what you said, if if um I was listening to music and and I had like I'd often have shuffle on. I'd wait for the point where another a new song's going to start, and bang it on cold, and do it for the entirety of that song, no matter what it was. So yeah. you know you're hoping it's not going to be something like Champagne Supernova, which is like what seven <laughs> minutes long, wasn't? It? But you it's know, a the great long, way long of...
0: edition, long edition of uh, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns and yeah. Roses, like eleven yeah, exactly. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, it's yeah. it's an amazing thing. Like there's talk about how it calluses the mind, like it strengthens yeah. your brain because. Um, you know, you've got to prepare yourself to do something. It's going to be uncomfortable, uh, and yeah. it's it's fascinating because today's world is so comfortable. Like yeah. when you actually put yourself in that situation, it can really test test you. But I, we yeah. can talk for ages for that, can we? Yeah, uh, exactly. That definitely yeah. be maybe a maybe a face to face. We can. We'll have to film it. We we'll do a pod or a mini pod yeah. from two ice baths one day absolutely i could talk about a, this quickest The quickest part episode, we'll maybe. ever do yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but
1: i could talk about it for the whole episode but you know there there's a quick takeaway for anyone that is listening to the fact that we've both done it we've never actually talked about that before which is really interesting mm. but we we both did it and and you can do it simply with a shower do it first thing in the morning do something hard that you don't want to do and trust me no no matter how long i did it for uh, as in like um, period of time o- over, you know, weeks and months. I'm not talking about time in the shower, but every single day when I when, when I went to do it, I never wanted to do it. I never got more yeah. used to it to say, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to do that." And then all the time, I would start making these little excuses for myself not to do it. And then the moment I did that, I was like, "Well, you're in now," because yeah. that's that self doubt and self talk kicking in. I was like, "It's non negotiable. I'm doing it." And if you start your day by doing something like that and getting those quick wins. Then it just really sets the tone for the rest of the day, kind of get getting stuff done and knowing yep. that you you're like right. Well, I've done that first thing in the morning in the winter. I, I've done it when I've been looking out the window at the wind out the window at
0: snow. Yeah, and you think right. Everything else is going, going to be easier from now. And it, it's, it's it's amazing. Like there's so many like changes that happen to your body in terms of yeah. like your skin gets better. Yeah, you naturally feel more positive. Um, like you said, you, you're more willing to try those more difficult things. Like it's fascinating. People just need to try it and let us know how they get on with it. Obviously, do it in a safe situation. Don't just kind of chuck yourself in where there's no one around and doing, you know, do an ice bath in a block of ice. Don't do stuff like that. But t- mm. try a cold, shower where you Just turn it at the end uh, yeah. and kind of face face that fear because you know life's full of them challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, uh we better move on. Otherwise yeah, we we'll keep talking about cold <laughs> water. But um yeah, let's get into today's today's episode then.
0: So today is all about the initial uh processing, like what we go through, isn't it? Like when you initially find out, you know, you you're given that that result, that like result that we've talked about. We talked about last week about how it or last episode, sorry, how it kind of changed both our lives. Spoke about it in our own stories, but actually, what's the process you go through now? You know, we, we talked before we came on here about how, um, you know, what you do with your coaching, you're a lot more informed on this than I do. I've experienced it and I can tell you kind of how what I went through, but you know, from a professional point of view, you're much in a much better place to explain this to us, mate. So can you briefly do that like, what would that initial feeling be and you we've talked about it before those stages that yeah. you can go through and that they're not consistent you can go back and forth but can you go into a bit of detail about that buddy well absolutely i think um like, so the like
1: what you've talked about the stages like that essentially is stages of, of grief and mm-hmm. classically in no particular order for the first four is um denial blame anger depression and then the fifth one being acceptance. But actually, you know, there's a lot more to it. There's more than just five stages. Of course there is. And, and ultimately, I found myself from the, the very outset, from that first phone call, in a state of shock. And I think that that's probably one that a lot of people do experience as well, is, is that kind of feeling that you're not really present when you're being told something and you feel like you're a fly on the wall or it's like an out-of-body experience. Because, quite simply... It is a life-changing situation. It's, it's life-changing um, in terms of everything that you've ever considered in the past. Moving forward, it's going to be different. And it's a life-changing diagnosis. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I was probably in shock for the best part of... Well, it was hard to kind of date it, but it, more than a day. Like, you know, for days, maybe weeks. Um, just not really... Not really processing uh, what was going on because... Yeah, that you know, there is a bit there was denial with that as well, kind of thinking, no, I don't know, not me. And yeah. um, but there's 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 a lot of numbness that comes with that as well, and and fear, and, and because it's it is big unknown, it's it's huge, and and you kind of go into this new world of of fertility, and you hope that it's going to be a quick in and out, so to speak, and that you you'll go, you'll have some initial diagnosis and that they'll give you something whether it's supplements or advice that you'll just come be almost discharged quickly and don't get wrong yeah. that that may well happen for some but um unfortunately if there's something more afoot like in my case for example or our case you know it's something then that that drags you down for years and mm. what is really key is like you said the process isn't linear it's not like you just float from stage to stage and Suddenly you you you're kind of moving out of that initial shock and panic into some sort of denial and oh you okay, and then labelling it going, Oh, I know where I am now but it's not yeah. it's not like that at all. You just it's so complex and if if only bounce. it was
0: like that. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a yeah. lot
1: easier to process. Well, um, absolutely. If you could get these kind of clear defined time moments. periods of, of, of yeah, of like, okay, oh, I just have to get through this this next month of, of denial and then I can move swiftly into blame. It's um you can make it all a lot easier but unfortunately that's um it's not like that and and mm. there's a, a lot of loneliness and isolation and, and that is where I found myself for probably the longest time out mm. of everything that I went through actually and, and that is like you mentioned about like having spoken to other guys and always like you know, constantly speaking to other chaps that is echoed actually a lot it's that loneliness out of really feeling that it's just you um, mm. and, and obviously this is what we're here for to to really get the message out that it really isn't it really isn't um but it, it feels like the loneliest place in the world which we've both spoken about in, in kind of where we went into detail about our our stories our yeah. journeys we had to get it in there slightly longer today yeah, we're we'll getting better so, 15 minutes this time yeah mate. yeah yeah we were pre but, 10 minutes before
0: i know yeah um you know it's amazing because like i said i'm not i'm not heavily read up on like you know the, the stages of process uh, uh process stages like you've uh, just explained but it's exactly how i explained it without even knowing what i was going through was that initial kind of denial it's not me it was it was uh really strong like it's not me like it can't be me they've got it wrong these these doctors who have Uh, All these medical medical years under their belts have got it wrong, and me, the PE teacher from South, knows better. (laughs) You know, uh, and and what I know now is that just that was me protecting myself from possibly the inevitable of what I had to face. Uh, My body kind of went into, or my mind went into like protection mode. Um and then when that door started to break down in my head, that's kind of when I experienced a bit of shock. I kind of went into a um like a completely different like process where I started to freeze and not be able to interact in life like you would do if something had happened and you suddenly shocked, you know. Um it's just really interesting, like people that I've spoken to have said exactly the same thing. That 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 denial comes first. Um and it's not a linear path it's not not at all because i found uh, like we were speaking about la- uh, last episode it was almost like every time i went for a semen analysis i would change where i was in that like that um kind of state of processing i'd almost backtrack a bit because i knew it was coming again um, really challenging stuff um but through help and through many years, it was years, wasn't it? That, you know, I went through it. Uh, I was able to get to the point of acceptance or majority acceptance. I I talk now quite openly about, I still, I'm still processing stuff. And, you know, we've had conversations off, off the mic, mate. And it's obvious that we're probably both are, you know, I mean, you're still processing that, still figuring out where, where you are and your identity as, as an you know, infertile man or, you know, do you go know I mean? Like that kind of picture of where you are. But it's, 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 it's something that anyone listening needs to understand that it takes time and everyone's different. You do have people that kind of will maybe process it quicker uh, and other people who just take longer, like I did. You know, I think if you look at our two stories you definitely process things a lot quicker than i did um but that doesn't matter as long as you kind of at some point begin to make those those develop in those stages and work towards that acceptance but it's individual man yeah yeah that that is so
1: important like we're all in in our own race there isn't um we're not comparing ourselves against others, which is hard to do because when you're sat there and you're in the situation and you're seeing your friends, colleagues, family all around you getting pregnant, it can be hard not to compare yourselves to them. But it's important. I'd say the most important thing is to not bury it, to not Mm -hmm. just suppress what you're feeling because that is not going to serve you in the long term. Like like you just said, we are still dealing with this down the line. Uh, We're both now proud fathers, Mm -hmm. but we're still living with this and dealing with it but we're in a different place but it will always be a part of us it's like it's like uh say you've got a tub of white paint and there's a a drop of red goes in it Mm. that that white paint that's us that 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 changes forever that that color will never be able to come out yeah Yeah, it's there and it will dilute more over time etc but it will always be there and 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 you know when you move start moving towards acceptance like we've both spoken about it's not just accepting the situation that what's happened to you it's also accepting the future and, and knowing that like we like i just said you know that it's always gonna be part of you but accepting that you're a new version of yourself however that looks and and what you i find is key is making that new version of yourself a better version because yeah you don't want to be going back like use it leverage it if you can to to really start to push on like we talked about you know with you start experimenting with new things like cold showers and becoming more resilient, more disciplined. And, and it becomes like a, like a, a scar and you can, because you can't heal from a wound, but you can heal from a scar, you know, and, mm. and, and that's where you start to then really push on. And, and that is down the line, you know, it's, there's no shortcut to it. And, and the key here is to, like I said, not to suppress what you're going through and and to talk there are people out there now to talk to yeah. who have been through yeah. it who get it who uh, some of which we'll come on to later but um that for me as well having that there for certainly for me would have even further shortcutted what i was going through by having that ability and that place to air and vent certainly would have been doing a lot of venting at times yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that that would have really pushed me forward uh, quicker because I wasn't, I was reverberating in my own head all the time because there was no, there was no one out there to talk to. And, um, that, 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 that kept me down, it kept me down yeah. for a lot longer than what I needed to be. Essentially.
0: Do you know, I think it's really important that people understand there's a difference when we talk about venting, there's a difference between like moaning and verbally processing things mm. like you can, you can moan about things like everyday lives. Every everyday like life issues but actually like we're inbuilt as social animals to talk to each other and you know if you start verbalising how you're feeling and, and this has affected you and you know you're not having a moan what you're doing is you're processing externally and people you're using other people to kind of help assist you with that like when I went through my counselling my, my counsellor didn't give me like the magic wand she let me talk. She let me talk and process it myself. And over those six weeks, it was like, "Oh shit, oh mm. this." And then, like, it was like all the puzzles, uh, pieces of the puzzle, were were coming together. Um, but you know, if any guy that's listening needs to know, and, and any woman as well, it's okay to take the knee if you if you if you if you're struggling, stop. You know, take that knee. Take your time to pull yourself together. But I always say it's what you do when you're on your knees. You know, Do you choose to sta- sit there or do you figure out a way how you can get back up and carry on down the processing line? You know, Which can be incredibly tough, but things like the cold showers can help you do that. You know, there were several times when I explained or described it to Jen as feeling like I was laying flat on the floor and I couldn't get up, like I got to a stage where I was done. Like I just mm. can't do this anymore. And I'd lay there for a bit in terms of in my life. It would be a few weeks where I didn't make any progress. But then something good would happen. Like um, I started to have more positive results in my semen analysis. And suddenly, rather than being flat, I pulled myself up to one knee. Do you know what I mean? uh, And before I knew it, I was slowly walking forward and able to process it. But it's okay to be like that, to, to kind of take some time to really... Process how, or figure out how you can move forward. Um, yeah, with your mental health, because it, if you break your leg, you know you don't stick a bandage on it and walk away. It's the same with mental health. You can't just cover it up, and in, in the end, it will be figured out. Um, and and you know, finding out that you're infertile and um, and that kind of shock, it, it, it's you know, it's a smack straight in the mental health. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way, other way to put it, is there? It's um, yeah. It's it's a big blow. It's a big blow.
1: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You make so many good points about you know, like taking the knee when you need to take take the eight count or the nine count, for example. Mm. Yeah. And rest up and then and go again and, and work out what you're going to do next time. And, and they say that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So yeah. It was, it was Einstein out, that
0: said that, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Certainly someone more eloquent than me. I didn't even <laughs> say results properly. I kind of stumbled
0: on it. But well, uh, he said, if you do the same experiment 10,000 times, um you're a fool. You should do it 10,000 times different and then you'll get the answer. It was something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You
1: know, yeah. It's, you know, it's figuring out what's working for you, how build strengths. Like you said, uh, chalk up the wins, like you know, make a big deal of them. Say, okay, that that's good. I'm I've developed a new strength there, and, and and that that's worked. That's helping me. That's 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 making me progress, and, and not clinging on to the to the pain, to the things that are really holding you back. Um, but it's imp- like we've both said, it's important to to air those things out because, th- however that is, whether that's talking to other people or what I found really useful was actually writing stuff down because yeah. ultimately, no matter what you're doing. You're getting out of your head, and that's where you need to get out of
0: because you won't find the answers there. Yeah, so um, you know you get trapped in your own head. It's it can be a really dangerous place, lonely place. You know, yeah, uh, definitely what I found out. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, you know what we
1: this kind of leads us onto really is why aren't men talking about it? Why Mm. has it been such a topic of shame and secrecy for so
0: long? I think there's um several reasons for it. I think society's views on everything hasn't helped, has it? Like, there's this image of what a man should be. Um, I, I remember distinctly, like, uh, growing up, thinking that men had to be a certain way. You have to be tough. You don't show your kind of, um, you know, incorrectly, they, we call it the feminine side, don't we? When actually, no, it's not. It's just part of being human. Like, mm-hmm. uh, 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 and that's probably like the biggest, b- biggest barrier in my mind. If society, if society had a different view of what a man was, we wouldn't be needing to have all these conversations because of, those, those discussions would have been already been had. It's 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 just something that, when you're brought up in mm-hmm. it, it's hard to kind of suddenly change that, isn't it? That mindset. And, um, and often that's what's passed
1: down to us from our like parents generation and and grandparents as well and that's not to put any blame on them at all because you know we we are now in in this era now we are more well informed we have access to the whole world the world has become a smaller place we have access Mm -hmm. to it in our pockets with our phones but also we're getting out and we're seeing other cultures a lot more because of the, the prevalence of cheap travel and like how we were raised previously was very much more localized and for example grandparents generation certainly at my ages they would have been um war and post-war generation yeah. so you know yeah. very hardened went through you know an, a lot and then they are then passing that on to my parents uh, who are certainly in my family more kind of manual worker based and it was that men were the providers meant like men were out earning and providing, and then, so that's kind of what we're faced with is is that what is now? Let's let's be be right is that's outdated now, yeah. Because yeah, the world has changed a lot, but it's also look, but there is also we're not going to sit here and say that men shouldn't be men because there's a, there's a place for masculinity, but it, there's a, a there's a new type of masculinity, and and a lot of that is being strong but also admitting that you can show weaknesses as well and yeah. because previously that wouldn't have happened and look where that's got us with the, the, the rates of male suicide and people trying to bury their their, their weaknesses and their pain in, in the bottom of a pint just it, yeah. it doesn't work and, and that's yeah, yeah. that's been proven and borne out for decades constantly over and over again like a repeating pattern and now we're at the point where there is so such a growing conversation in the world of like you said mental health for example of which one of which fertility definitely sits well in Mm. that that we can start to to turn the tide
0: on that we hope you're enjoying the first episode of the male fertility podcast we just want to take a moment to talk about our sponsor exceed health exceed health are on a mission to improve your chances of becoming a father by making it easier for you to understand your fertility. Using an entirely at home test kit, you are now able to analyze your sperm from the comfort of your own home. Paired with your phone, you're able to see close up images of your sperm and XSeeds analysis gives you results within minutes, showing you the progressive sperm count, which is the number one indicator of male fertility potential. The test comes with a free app and you're able to follow the in-app plans to try to improve your motor sperm count with tips that are specifically designed in line with your results and your lifestyle. To get 15% off all XE products, visit xe.com and use the promotional code MFP15. That's MFP 15. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, I think, I think the, the discussion of what a man is or what society should perceive as what a man is, is a really interesting one because I, my, my perception of what I should be as a man is completely different to what it was when I started this journey. Now, the, way, the only way I can describe it, or I kind of, I really thought about it once, and it's like if you have a dog, right? If you say you've got a Doberman dog, and it um, it, it's lovely, uh, and it's kind of the the pet of the household, and everyone adores it. When the time's right, that dog will act defensive for the family. Yeah, no one's saying that dogs you know, still not a dog, you know, or acting like how it should. So society kind of accepts that something that, you know, for example, like I said, the Doberman, that they're, they're kind of bred to protect, but they can still be affectionate. They can still be everything. Uh, and the world kind of accepts that. But for a man, it's kind of, well, you can't show affection. You yeah. know, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like my, um, I kind of think about, about wearing different hats at different times you know like if you're a manager you, you know you manage people there'd be times when you need to be sensitive there's also times you need to be firm you know and it's the same with the children there's times where you know i, I have to be dad and there's sometimes where with sibby i can be his best mate and then if someone came into our house i'm going to be the protector you know but they don't they've never seen that and i don't want them to see it you know it, it it's okay to be everything but you've got to play the role appropriately in the right time, like the dog does. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But society kind of has painted a different picture, uh, and I do firmly believe it's breaking down. Like that picture is breaking down. Men, um, you know, our generation. I still think we're a rarity about guys that talk about their feelings. I don't think many guys, my, many of my mates, will openly it's kind of, they always just brush it off, brush it off, brush it off. But the next generation that's coming up, the youngsters now, are a lot more open to it, yeah. a lot more open to it, which is good. Um, but we need to make sure as a society, we don't flip the other way. Right? I mean, you can still be a man, you can still stand your ground and, you know, protect when you need to protect. But there's so many more, you know, uh, strings to the bow now as a as a dad, oh, sorry, as, as a man. Mm. um that's just my perception that's my view um I, I think you've nailed it and there's not really any point in in me like going
1: on anymore because you've hit it you've hit it on the head mate it's it's, it's the the opposite it's, it's knowing that we can be strong and weak brave and vulnerable for example and 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 like you said again it's perfect but i've actually got a, a funny little anecdote about it but um knowing when that time is is right i was um i, I was a guest on Sarah Banks, um, she, a female fertility coach. I was a guest yeah. on her podcast and um, we were recording and I knew I was home alone, but I also knew I had the back door wide open. You know, mm. I live in a safe village, but suddenly I could hear something like, in my house. Yeah. And I was like, uh, holy shit, hang on, Sarah. I need, I, need, I think someone's in my house. <laughs> I need to, like, <laughs> two seconds. I, I shot off, came back and I was like, oh, it's the window cleaner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was like... I said I jokingly said oh um I was like you know and I'm on this podcast talking about infertility talking about um you know emotions and mental health and stuff and then I've come back and I said "Oh, sorry about that I thought I literally thought I was gonna have to bring the violence <laughs> and and my <laughs> adrenaline was so high and I yeah. and I was like right okay yeah sorry about that let's go um you can edit that bit out and she was like oh yeah I don't have to do that I'll have to stay in <laughs> but, but you know it's it's showing that it, you know that that's a a funny anecdote, but essentially what you're trying to say is, I'm I'm having a really like deep and, and meaningful conversation, and then next minute I thought I was literally going to have to go and fight someone. Like, yeah. like I say, next minute, next second.
0: Yeah, but it's it. That's that's kind of that's you know, a lot of people will disagree, but that's how I see like my 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 job as a man in my house, like. I can be that caring guy. I can be the one that rolls on the floor and giggles and, you know, um, messes around and, uh, is thoughtful about his wife. is thinks of his children. think, but at the same time, at a flick of a hat, I can do what I need to do to make sure they're safe. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we're absolutely. Not, we're, we're not talking about like, um, extreme masculinity and like all that kind of stuff. We're talking about just being a man and looking after mm-hmm. what, what, your, lo- your world, that's all it is. And, and what's really interesting is when I was making notes for this episode, um, I kind of wrote down like talking about this and there's been times when I was at my lowest that Jen had to step in and be the protector because I couldn't protect myself because I was so low. And that's all right as well. Yeah, like, that's absolutely, oh, absolutely. fine. But well, that's you know, part of the
1: reason why I was able to because I had to do the same, I had to take that step back and and Jenna had to step in and and took a lot on and and, um, bore the brunt for both of us during times but that's actually what helped me reform my my identity as a man because I was Mm. able to realise that it wasn't always on me because I was putting myself under undue pressure and I I was going to break, I was breaking but what I was Mm. doing was breaking down what we said is those, those outdated stereotypes of what we should be and reforming it, and realizing that actually,
0: what makes me strong is so much more. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's. There, there will be guys that listen to this. They're at that point of, they still haven't given in on that yet, and, and like mark my words, lads, like, let let your partner, take the reins every now and then in terms of just looking after you, and, it will enable you to to really kind of process things. You know, we've talked about process a lot but it would just take that strain off of you and change your perception. One of your relationship with your partner and two, your rela- your kind of perception of you in the world. Uh, it changed completely for me when I let that guard down. Um, and it was definitely pro- probably the first step to me really accepting my new identity as a man. Uh, mm. When that guard went down, the guard went yeah. down and I was able to talk. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can rebuild that guard in in the new way, the way you
1: want to. And, and, you know, you can retreat to it, uh, like an inner citadel, like, you know, that's your strong point, but you can step out when you need to and and like step back and, and and survey it and be like, actually, no, that, that needs a little bit of rebuilding there And, and just identify stuff and address stuff. But it's um, but yeah, ultimately that is what we're faced with. And I think not just fertility stuff, but across the board with men, like with, still you know the conversation for mental health is increasing massively and going in the right direction but Mm. probably a bit slower than what we can really do with but it's that's what we're battling against across the board because there are still so many people who buy into that and that's part of the the real fear factor that that prevented me from putting myself out there earlier actually it took me eight months from deciding i was going to share my story to actually doing it and and yeah it's a leap of faith because you think that of of all those people who we essentially are talking about and the previous us and the previous generations that they're going to shun me and reject me and I'm putting myself on offer. But actually the real strength is actually by putting ourselves out there being vulnerable and, and, but you know, not how how few people could do that. Uh, And it just shows
0: the real strength in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like, I've touched on it earlier, but me and Jen have a better relationship since I've kind of dropped that kind of tough man. And, you know, I can't, she loves it when I sit there and talk to her. Uh, and She knows where I stand on certain things and how I'm feeling about certain things. And it just makes everything so much easier being able to talk and, and be that softer version of yourself without, you know, jeopardizing what we, what you can be if you need to be you know yeah Um, it's not compromise you don't you don't you don't lose
1: you gain any any part of yourself yeah you're just adding you're adding more strings to your bow and 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 more depth and and, yeah it's so that's probably what i would say is like you know my main advice to anyone is that you really are not compromising if, if you're becoming more open more in in tune with who you need to be, and and it yeah. takes often takes such a big thing to make you realise that. But yeah. if we can get the message out there that people can change at any point, that,
0: then um we'll all become the better for it. A hundred percent. You're never too old to change. You know, you're never too, you know, traumatised mm. or you know, I hate the word, but damaged. You know, you can you can kind of always rebuild yourself rebuild yes. yourself and and become a better version um but it takes courage to do that uh it takes bravery to do that and uh oh, i can't remember i was listening to a podcast which one was it i can't i really can't remember but we talked about you know being brave and actually what does bravery feel like it feels fucking horrendous <laughs> no one t- <laughs> no one stands there and goes i'm brave you know it's not like bloody gladiator <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not like that. You know, there's a lot of anxiety involved, there's fear involved, there's you know self challenge involved. But when you get to the end, you've changed as an individual. Yeah. Um so if you think that people will be, oh well, I'm not brave, but if you're facing it, that's bravery, you're doing it. It's the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, like any any facing any big decision or like having to be brave for anything, essentially what you're doing, you're, you're reaching the ceiling of where you are. And then you, you push through it and then yeah. that ceiling becomes your ground level of the next you, the next phase because you, you've you shown that you can do it and then that's that's your baseline then. And, that, and each time you keep shattering it and, and that becomes yeah. your proof that you can do it and you keep moving on and, and you're just going up and up and you're elevating as, as a person and as a man. And and I know that the the version of myself now compared to that the one that went into the, the diagnosis in early 2018 i'm like
0: many many flaws above yeah i mean you, you talked about it last week about when you gave that sample over and it didn't have anything in it the, the sean now would probably act completely different in that situation and because yeah. of what you've learned and that shows growth doesn't it it's, yeah. it's a fact of being comfortable with what's happened and what you know taking control of what a very difficult situation it can be yeah um but I suppose um, go on, mate. I was just going to say we're moving on to we should move on to kind of think looking at.
1: Uh, well, I, feel, I think that's probably what I was about to do anyway. I was, I was like, because I was going to say not only what are we dealing with the kind of that gender stereotype of what man should be, but also then you move into the kind of the education that we're receiving, yeah. for example, about sex education, and and also. Yeah um around like in in the fertility world or in, or less than no more so in in the kind of the general practitioner world of, of your your average doctor for example not bashing them at all because of course no. are they doing the titles are there job? oh yeah, yeah absolutely it's it's the but they're general practitioners but because the education is always is always saying that it's easy to get pregnant and should be and it was sex education school was all about prevention and and like practicing putting condoms on or whatever and yeah, do you remember doing that? I, yeah, yeah. on on uh bananas and crap. i think i think we had cucumbers i'm not even joking but uh must be uh...
0: <laughs> well they must be gifted where you're from mate. like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> weird little bananas yeah.
1: like honestly i'm i don't know maybe that is just my uh the memory <laughs> changing but I'm sure it's cucumbers and, but, and yeah. everyone
0: goes oh yeah, that's mine that is me. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: But um, yeah, you know, you're led to believe that if if you get naked near the opposite sex, then there's a yeah. risk you're going to get pregnant, and and that kind of that that myth then trans seems to transcend into the the kind of less uh, specialized medicine where, where mm. men have often been sidelined when it comes to fertility, and it's always been deemed to be more of a, a female issue, and that's part of the reason why there's such little education out there about male male factor infertility. Yeah. Um and and like you, you know, we've we said it. You said it in your episode. You 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 were years down the line of, of testing before you were even looked at.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was getting on to two years before they looked at me. It's mad. It's absolutely mad. And like the research, isn't there, yet? Like it's it's just kicking off, I think. Like, you know, you and me have discussed this, the fact that the male they've almost done everything they can for females now. Like they know they've they've got as much knowledge as they they they, they can currently get. Um, and it's almost as if they flip the coin over and go, oh there's two sides <laughs> mm, <laughs> and yeah. they've started moving um, I like, uh, developing the research uh, in regards mouth to lee. which is actually probably a lot harder to get hold of because you've got uh, you've got a whole kind of gender that doesn't want to engage in it yeah you know doesn't want to engage in it at all um going back to education obviously you know i work in education and it's uh in pshe lessons like it's briefly covered i mean very briefly but it's still very heavily female orientated Mm. um i mean you've got like 15 16 year old boys learning about the menstrual cycle and the menopause and even though that's important because they need to know what's going on with their wives and or their partners when they get older. But there's very little about them, you know? Um, so I, I've been talking to the six formers and the, and the fifth form, which is year 11 at our school. I've, I've done several talks. And after every talk, I get a handful of the guys, lads coming up and they're really thankful. Like, we didn't know that. We didn't know this. And they're just, thankful that someone's taken their time to talk to them and given a a real life experience mm. know, when i remember the first one i did i was really nervous i didn't know how it was going to be taken and but it's this new generation that are completely like open to anything uh, and it needs to be built in more like i'd love to do more schools go around and talk to people know uh, these these young lads and and the, and the girls that you know Statistically, some of them are going to have partners that have the same issue, they need to know how to support them, what, why, why, what's happened could have happened. Um, but it's not there yet, mate, you know, yeah, but it's really that, far behind, that, yeah, exactly. But you know, it's one step at a
1: time, and what mm. we've done there is showing actually that not only is it needed but it's well received as well. And, and that shows actually that's that's a real compliment to the next generation coming up in that they are listening and there's there's no stupid remarks or sniggers in the background and not just sat there looking at the phones or whatever they are listening because they know it impacts them and they are they're more worldly wise than what we were at their age
0: yeah i think i think they're a lot more aware of say their sexual health and things like that than i was at that age didn't have a clue i you know i knew what you kind of had to do but I think social media has got a big part of it. Yeah. You know, still figuring watch, out roughly what to do. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Still, still got my cucumber walking around. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I think that social media has played a big part in it and it's a positive, positive part about it. Mm. You know, there are negative parts in terms of like, you know, exposure to pornography and things like that. They have an unreal, um, expectation of what, uh, some of them do anyway of what sex and relationships should be like yeah but actually they're they're eager to learn the majority uh, and um you know hopefully in time uh, that that will change you know but i think we're at the start of that journey it's an exciting journey in terms of you know education and specifically around male fertility and and research yeah yeah that's that then shifts the
1: tide um, and then makes everything easier Mm to draw it back to what the episode's about that initial processing of course it's always going to be life changing and will always be a shock but if the conversation's been had many times before and people are more aware that that testing starts earlier which then gives better um potential for for, for prevention and and different outcomes yeah. you know, of just having that awareness earlier in, and, and not like me just assuming and, and just carrying on going on the next lads holiday and looking for the next beer it's, it's all yeah. about just like you were saying about the youngsters just being more aware and and that, that's awesome because it shows actually that that those ones in that group who are maybe be unfortunate enough to experience this they've already got it in the back of their mind that yeah it could be an issue and and what do i do if i get there and what preventions and uh, alternative routes are out there for me so yeah encouraging times
0: yeah well, well i mean one thing that really does uh, like concern me is uh i think we could do a whole episode on this i'd like to you know maybe in series two or three is um the amount of youngsters now like because being fit and healthy is a big part of the mainstream um but they're putting a lot of things in their bodies as well like things like yeah. pre-workouts things like proteins you know the older guys are, you know, early twenties. Like steroids, is common use now in the gyms. It always was, but it's become a mainstream thing now. It's all over. Once again, social media. Um, so it's educating young young lads and stuff like that. Like uh, it's vital. That's yeah. part. Of, that should be part of their PSHE and part of their kind of life skill development. You know what 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 is a good diet, even though it is discussed. But it's briefly discussed, isn't it? Why Why do I want a healthy diet? Well, actually, it has a big impact on your fertility, like we spoke last week. Um, one of the bigger things that I think I wish I'd had is, is where to go, what support was actually out there, and that yeah. kind of moves us on to that support discussion. Because you've said it, I've said it, the hundreds of, or probably thousands of people we have spoken to between that, you know, between the two of us at some point, I've said how lonely it is like where do you go who do you speak to
1: yeah no, exactly and and like like we've both said is that when we were going through it there was no one so thankfully mm. the, the now is um you know we we are doing our bit but we're just part of thankfully now a group of people that are and if that just keeps snowballing then like this will just become normalized and, and that's what where we're all pushing towards and aiming for so there's um you know like the test in boys which you know you know Ian very well from from your time up at Everest.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're um their podcast great, really factual, really kind of um uh, informative, you know, like you learn a lot from it. Um and then there's people like uh, you know like Kevin Button with his his little M M show. Like it's alive. It's quite good in terms of just getting in the moment discussion about what's going on. Um, it's quite free-flowing, isn't it? Um, and then there's things like the, uh, the Hymn Fertility Group, which has uh, got me kind of really rolling on this kind of path. Like When I found the Hymn Fertility Group, which is run by uh, Fertility Network UK, I, um, Jim was already pregnant with Enya, but I had so many unanswered questions and I, I'd been on my lone, uh, my own on this journey for so long. It was just nice to be in a group where I could have discussions with other guys going through it. And that's like 11 years into my journey before I found that. Yeah. Um, doing fantastic work all over the place.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like that that support group is awesome. And mm-hmm. um, it just shows the strength and, and what's needed, but like into coming together as men and, and discussing something so impactful, but doing it, as part of a community, it's 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 really good and, and I think that there's definitely um there's more to be done across the board and like, like perhaps um you know we could all come together and do something because there are like you know just so you've mentioned Kev, um Toby Trice, um yeah, yeah. Frank you... Fallon. Yeah um Alex I don't even know his surname, Pursuing Fatherhood. This is uh Instagram but across the pond over in America he's been Doing it now for a few years, putting himself out there. So,
0: I mean, is if we're open and honest, there's there's not loads, but no, they're, no, they're it's developing.
1: Probably, yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe ten tops. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of off the top of my head. Did I say Gareth? Gareth, Gareth yeah. And Andy? Um, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's, it's already starting to dry up. <laughs> I like think, come on, and, but like, it,
0: it's it's one of those things. That I, I I think it would be great to get everyone together at some point. Yeah. And do like a big one. Uh, over a big meet-up where we can kind of all come together and invite people, or we all come together and do like a one big massive podcast of a big group discussion. I mean, yeah. that's uh, that's a real possibility uh, and something that I think would only strengthen one, our connections, which, uh, which needs to be strengthened, uh, and kind of the distance our voices travelling because, you know... We're, we're picking up followers on this podcast, uh, test him, have followers. Um, people like Kevin, you know, he's, they've all got, fo- everyone's got followers. So it's about spreading that as mm. far as, and as wide as we can. So um, maybe I'll have to get in, send in some emails, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Like the, the,
1: the strength there is, is coming together and increasing that number. And, and actually what I was going to say was like, we've had loads of chaps reach out to us and offer to come on the podcast as well yeah. like that's awesome isn't it these are mm. people who haven't openly shared who are realizing how important it is and yeah. that they they want to play their part in, in getting that the story out there and their voice out there so like they they're all people that will be on absolutely there's no question about it and th- like yeah how, how empowering is that to know that, that this there's just the number is growing of people who, mm. who who want to talk and will be talking
0: well, I think it's that um, it comes down to like the power of a real life story is really powerful. You know, we could have a hundred different guests on, and there will be a hundred different stories. Yes, it's to do with infertility, but they'll tell their story differently. And yeah. for each of those individuals, there'll be someone out there going, That's me. That's what I went yeah. through. So it's just about spreading that word, isn't it, mate? I, I, you know, I think we should look at maybe doing a series of that, just real life stories. Uh, yeah. Later down the line, um, because I think you know, there's a massive, massive need for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's almost creating that culture of talk, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Yeah. We're there. We're we're doing the right thing. We're, we've made the, you know, made the start, and and this is where it really progresses on from.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I've had a great chat tonight, mate. I think it's gone as always, really it's, well, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's always good to talk to you. I think we um, we've got still so much to discuss. Like we could do another whole hour on this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always think to myself, we get to the end, I'm like, my head's like, I oh, could you know, could talk about that, could talk about this, could yeah. talk about that.
1: It's hard but, to um, rein it in, doesn't isn't it? Like, because obviously yeah. we can start off with a with a a topic, and it's like, but you could go off on of so many tangents, and you know, like we almost we're at danger of doing that at the beginning with the cold showers (laughs) because it it all just you know it all fits and and we have reasons for the fact that they were so good for us and the fact that we both do them but let's not start open that can of worms again but um it's
0: just it's just a piece of the puzzle isn't it it's a puzzle piece and they all connect somehow um and also we will we did say we're going to try and keep it under an hour today because it takes an hour to load (laughs) once we finish (laughs) this (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly, not to mention yeah. edit.
0: Edit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: so, right, well, um, next week, what are we talking about?
0: Next week, it, it, we're looking at the different pathways of fertility. So, obviously, like, uh, I my pathway was ICSI treatment, and your pathway was donor, and there are others. And we're just going to kind of discuss those and maybe what people can expect very briefly in e- each of those pathways. Um because you know, I put my hand up and say that in terms of donor treatment, I I wouldn't know where to start with that. But you'll have uh, you've got loads of knowledge um, in that area, so um, it will help people that are maybe looking down two pathways and don't know which one they're going to be going down. But they will it would give them that little bit of information, so when they get to that door, they'll, they'll be a little bit more prepared. Uh, yeah. About Absolutely. what's to come. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's, some, that would be know, a great discussion. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, because
1: I essentially, probably like yourself, went into this world. I didn't know my or my ear roll. And yeah, then yeah. suddenly getting thrown all these terms. So if we can pass on some of our learned experience and knowledge, then that, like that, that'd be great and help those who are in it now.
0: Yeah, it will be, um, yeah. It would just be a great discussion and something that I think listeners will really kind of appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the meantime,
1: you can contact us on Instagram, we're at the Male Fertility Podcast
0: or on email. Oh, this is when you look at me, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Male Fertility Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Nice, nailed it,
0: nailed, nailed it. it, nailed it. Um. But, yeah, mate, I guess that that brings this episode to the end. Uh, and until next time, uh, take care, mate, and I'll speak to you soon.
1: Yeah, nice one. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye.